0: The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gam Podcast, are presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same game parlays, to live in game mods, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get an extra $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is currently early Sunday morning, March 19th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Reichel. And for this episode, this will be the second episode of the morning as we just finished the women's final episode. Then it's time to do the men's final in Indian Wells as we have a very fun matchup between Alcaraz and Medvedev scheduled, and that match should be taking place at around 7 p.m. Eastern time. So it should be a lot of fun. Maybe it'll start a bit later because... You might see a long match between Sabalenka and Rabakana. so we'll see when this match actually starts, but should be earliest 7 o'clock Eastern Time, probably more realistically 7.30, 8 o'clock. But the point is, should be a fun match, and of course we're going to preview it, but um, we're not going to recap how we did on the last episode because I did that in the women's show. We ended up splitting, so I'm not going to go much more into detail. Uh, As for the actual outrights for this tournament, we do have one. We had Sinner and Medvedev, and Sinner unfortunately went down to Alcaraz in Saturday's matches, but we still have Medvedev to win the tournament, so if he gets it done, then we'll cash another outright and extend our streak. If not, then Alcaraz will end our hopes and dreams, and if you want to hedge, you can because it's basically a pick-a-match, so just keep that in mind. But before I should get into any of the... Uh, match itself and to talk about how they match up against each other. do want to recap how the two ATP matches went yesterday. So Starting off with the early match, you had Medvedev taking on Tiafo, and the match looked pretty one-sided uh, for part of it. First, I was 7-5. It was competitive. Medvedev had a couple of breakpoint chances that he squandered earlier in the set on several occasions. He ended up uh, just to go through the actual first set here. Medvedev was up love 40 at 2-2, and then ended up letting Tiafo off the hook, but he eventually broke at 6-5, or at 5-6 for the sake of Tiafo serving, and Medvedev won the set. Then you had a second set, which was absolutely wild. So Medvedev broke immediately in the first game to go up 1-0. Then he had another chance to go up a double break at 3-1, he was not able to convert then Tiafo had a breakpoint chance when he was down 2-3 did not convert and then Medvedev was serving out the match because he was up 5-3 and it was 40-15 Tiafo held off the point 40-30 Tiafo held it off then it was deuce and then it turned into advantage Medvedev for another match point uh actually uh sorry no Tiafo was serving for that so sorry Medvedev was returning and it was 15-40 and he had two uh, match points. Tiafo held them off. Then he had another match point at advantage, and Tiafo held it off. Then Medvedev was serving it out for the match. Tiafo broke. Then Medvedev had a chance to potentially get another uh, serving situation for the match, as he was able to break Tiafo to love to go up 6-5. Then he was up 40 love, and it looked like the match was totally over and he got broken again from 40-love. Seven match points right down the drain. They went to a tiebreaker in the second set, and Tiafo ended up struggling in the breaker. He kind of used up all his energy, I guess, to avoid losing the match already, and Medvedev immediately went up 5-1 in the breaker. Was competitive, though, turned into 5-4, but Medvedev won the final two points as he won the match 7-5, 7-6. So Medvedev won a very competitive match on the, on the actual scoreboard, but he was kind of in cruise control for most of the match and blinked twice when he was serving it out. Uh, and luckily for us, we had Tiafo over one and a half break, so that worked out well for us. But to go through the actual serving numbers and the stats here, Tiafo did end up serving relatively well. The first serve percentage was not great, only at 57% did win 70% of the first serve points and 50% of the second serve points did get broken three times, though. Medvedev, though, had nine aces, two double faults, only hit 61% of his first serves. And if you want to look at the first serve points, won 80% and he ended up winning 62% of the second serve points and ended up only saving one of three break points faced. So overall, he served well until he was serving for the match. And then everything kind of went off the rails and the match went crazy. But Medvedev eventually held on and won via straight sets. So we'll see how Medvedev looks in this particular match against Alcaraz. But if he struggles serving like he did down the stretch in some high-pressure moments against Alcaraz, he's going to he's gonna have a lot worse of a time. Let's put it that way. But Medvedev, once again, has looked sharp throughout this event. He's only dropped two sets uh, against Avashka and against Zverev. He has not dropped a set in each of the last two matches. Of course, he had the injury that he suffered midway through that Zverev match. Didn't see any problems with his foot in this particular match. And I think he's close to, if not at 100%. But Medvedev has won 19 straight matches. He's going for his 20th. And to transition over to Alcaraz's match... His match, which I thought would be a bit of a war there against Sinner, was a war for a set because Alcaraz ended up winning the first set 7-6. In fact, Sinner had a set point while he was returning against Alcaraz. And unfortunately for Sinner, Alcaraz was able to keep his nerve and was able to uh, fight off the set point. But that was at uh, 5-6, and Alcaraz held eventually and ended up forcing a breaker. And it was very competitive. It was 5-4 in the breaker. And, well, sorry, it was 4-4. Then Alcaraz got the mini break. And then he ended up winning the two points on a serve. So he won the the tie break 7-4. And then center immediately got broken in his first service game of the second set. Alcaraz held on and ended up winning that one 7-6-6-3. So a nice win for Alcaraz. He continues to win in straight sets. He has not dropped a set in this entire event. And we'll see how he fares against Medvedev. But I've stalled long enough. It's going to be another short episode. If you didn't notice, the WTA final episode was like 16 minutes or so. So this one should be around there, give or take. Maybe a little bit more in depth based on how they should fare against each other based on the actual styles of play. Because Alcaraz is quite versatile, and I do think he can deploy some specific tactics just to just take advantage of Medvedev's overall game and style of play. So I might go a little bit deeper into that. But looking at the actual odds for this match... Even though Medvedev has won 19 straight matches, he is an underdog. Medvedev is around plus 105 or so, even money. Um, Alcaraz is minus 120. As for the game spread, it's minus half a game for Alcaraz at minus 115, plus half a game for Medvedev at minus 105. Over under, you could find 21 and a half at minus 140 on the over. Under 21 and a half at plus 110. You can find 22 and a half at minus 110 on the over and the under. And 23 and a half games is plus 105 on the over. And the under is minus 135. So to go through the head-to-head between these players, they have faced off one time in their careers. It was back in Wimbledon in 2021. So Alcaraz was roughly 17 years old at the time, and Medvedev won that one in straight sets. Do I care? Not really. That doesn't mean anything to me. Medvedev was already a top 20, top 30 player, and Alcaraz was nowhere near that because he was 17. So I'm not going to read much into it. It was also on grass. Alcaraz isn't the most experienced player on grass, so I really don't think there's much to read into. I'm going to toss that in the garbage. But to look at the overall form of both players for this event... When I lay out the numbers, I do think it makes sense that Alcaraz is favored because I think he has looked like the sharper player in Indian Wells. Now, to look at the numbers for Indian Wells, uh, they've each played five matches. There have been no walkovers involved. However, Alcaraz did play four and a half matches because Draper got injured and he retired early on in the second set. So just keep that in mind. But to look at the time of the matches here, uh, Alcaraz has been on the court for seven hours and 37 minutes. Medvedev's been on the court for 10-plus hours, so roughly a two-and-a-half-hour time difference on court, which should help Alcaraz with his stamina, but Medvedev has some of the best stamina on court in on the entire tour as well, so I'm not exactly concerned about fatigue, but maybe if the match goes to a third set, Alcaraz will be able to use that extra uh, energy to eventually find a breakthrough and to win in three, but I'm just mentioning the time on court. The main difference, though, has really been the serving and Alcaraz has been the much better server so far in this event. Alcaraz has landed 5% more on the first serve. He's landing 66% of his first serves, while Medvedev is only landing 61%. The first serve win percentage is the same, 77% for each guy, but the second serve win percentage is a lot higher for Alcaraz. Alcaraz is at 66% of second serve points, 1%. Medvedev is only at 58%, so I do think the second serve could be a problem for Medvedev if his first serve percentage still hovers around the high 50s, low 60s. But to go through the breakpoint chances, or breakpoints uh, faced for the sake of serving, Medvedev has faced a bunch of breakpoints, and Alcaraz has faced some, but not many. So Alcaraz, in those five matches, has faced 11 total breakpoints, and he's saved nine of them, so he's only been broken twice in the entire tournament. Meanwhile, Medvedev has been broken six times. He's saved 85% of his break points faced, which means he has faced 39 break point chances. So Medvedev has had to battle a lot in a bunch of his service games, and I do think that's definitely a bit of a red flag I'll call it a yellow flag for now, for caution. Uh, Shout out to NASCAR. But I think Alcaraz will be able to generate pressure in a lot of Medvedev service games. If he's not able to win a lot of free points off the first serve, I think Alcaraz will be able to really use his power from both wings to get Medvedev on his back foot. Now, Medvedev doesn't mind running around and being a little bit defensive, but I do think Alcaraz, with his ability to charge the net, is going to be able to put away points early. Mevidev called Alcaraz the hardest-hitting player on tour, and I think that as a result, Mevidev might be forced to play even more defensive than he wants to. And I think if Alcaraz is able to sprinkle in the drop shots and just play really well at the net, Alcaraz just has so many elite skill sets, and I do think that his ability to come to the net and have really just soft hands is going to pay dividends in this match, either in long rallies, which he wants to end early, and maybe wants to make an approach shot, and force Medvedev to hit a passer from a couple of feet behind the baseline, or even serving volleys. I think you could see Medvedev have a couple of really difficult spots when Alcaraz hits his kick serve and runs to the net and is able to put away a point immediately with a drop volley. But we saw Tiafo have some success using the same tactic against Medvedev yesterday. Medvedev still broke through a couple of times because Tiafo is pretty good at the net, but as a general player... Alcaraz is already better than Tiafo ever will be. So I think that that's definitely something to keep in mind. But Tiafo was able to use some serve and volley tactics successfully. And I think that Alcaraz will definitely use some of that in this particular match. So I think Alcaraz will be able to hold serve more often than people might think in this match because of how often he will sprinkle in the serve and volley as well as his elite court coverage in general. Medvedev, I think, is going to have a hard time. And I think he might get broken maybe three, four times in this match. But I think it's going to be the serving differential here, is which is why I'm going to lean to Alcaraz in this particular head-to-head, because I do think that with the slow courts, which Medvedev has complained about time and time again, I think Medvedev's at full strength, so I'm not exactly concerned by his injury, since he looked completely sharp against Tiafoe throughout that match. But over the course of what could be a three-hour, a, a three-set, potentially three-hour marathon match, I do think that Alcaraz being at 100%, with the hamstring not showing any issues up to this point, and with Alcaraz being younger and faster, I do think Medvedev could be up against it if Alcaraz is able to really push Medvedev from side to side, if he's able to get his power shots dictating the pace of play. I think Alcaraz has a very good chance to win this match. I'm not saying Medvedev is dead to rights. He's won 19 straight hardcore matches, but I got to point out that based on what I've seen from each player in indian wells it does seem like alcaraz's skill set is more properly catered to the hard court speed or lack thereof at indian wells compared to medvedev so uh, i think at the end of the day i will go with alcaraz to win this match i think it will be close but give me alcaraz potentially in uh straight sets or maybe in three but i think you'll probably see one tiebreaker in this match i could see a long set maybe a break by each player in the set but if you want to go for the actual props here, uh, st- I'll start off with the uh, money line, actually, and I'll work backwards. So I I, I already mentioned uh, that Alcaraz is a favorite, and I mentioned some of the totals. I am going to take Alcaraz at minus 120. I just think it's a good price fading a guy who has really not looked comfortable on this particular hard court, and I do think Alcaraz has looked extremely comfortable, which is why he's not dropped a set. He's also faced off against good competition, faced off against center and Felix. Felix, you know that I'm a little bit iffy on, but I still think that he's a better player than Tiafo for comparison. And I do think Sinner is the best win that either of these, these guys have had in this event. I know Zverev is good, but once again, Zverev was still coming back from injury. He still is, and I don't think he's the same player he used to be. I think he's close, but I do think that Sinner is the better player anyway. So I do think that at the end of the day, beating Sinner in straight sets was very impressive by Alcaraz, and that does give him a little bit of a vote of confidence, or give me a vote of confidence to pick him to win this match. But I am going to lean to the over. I think you'll probably see one breaker, and I think you'll probably end up seeing another competitive Set in there, you might see three sets, but I see it being competitive now. As for the actual props here, I do have breaks of serve props, and it's going to be a little bit high now. Each player has over under two and a half breaks of serve, the combined breaks of serve is four and a half and minus 150 to the over, under is plus 110. Alcaraz to break three times at minus 125 to break two times or less is minus 110. Medvedev to break three times is minus 120. And for him to break less than three times is minus 120 as well. First things first, I am going to lean to Medvedev under two and a half breaks. I really think Alcaraz is going to serve and volley a lot based on how far back Medvedev is on the court. And Alcaraz has some of the best hands on tour. You can argue that I know Nadal's currently injured, but Nadal's got great hands at the net. I think Murray's got great hands at the net as well. But Alcaraz is one of the best volleyers on tour, and I do think that's a very underrated skill set to have, especially when your opponent is very vulnerable when facing serve and volley tactics. We saw it against Sitsipas, we saw it against Kyrgios a couple of times last year. Medvedev, when he's standing that far back on the court, is going to have a hard time of being able to fully, fully defend against good servers if his opponent is trying to end the points quickly. We know Medvedev wants to rally, he wants to wait for self-inflicted errors and I do think that Alcaraz will do his best to put points away early, couple kick serves maybe up the T and to run to the net and immediately finish the shot, a point late, uh finish the point a shot later. I think that Alcaraz should be able to do enough with his net skills to really keep Medvedev uh I'd say to keep Medvedev a little bit shaken in the return games. And I think that Medvedev will be unable to generate much of a rhythm because of it. So give me the under two and a half breaks of serve for Medvedev in this match. As for Alcaraz, I think I'll lean to the over. I think he'll probably break three, four times. Medvedev, I already mentioned the break points that he's had to face in this event. It's a lot. 39 break points faced in five matches. Roughly, That's roughly seven and a half per match. That's really bad. Now, some of it's inflated because Vera have had roughly 17. But the point is, a lot of guys have had a lot of breakpoint chances. Fakina had, I believe, six and went 0 for 6. Nakashima went 0 for 6. There's been chances, and I think Alcaraz will convert. So I'll lean to the over in Tia in uh sorry, not Tiafo, and Alcaraz breaks, but I will lean to the under in Medvedev breaks at minus at uh minus 120 on the two and a half. But to go through the total and the spread once again and the money line. I'm going to lean to Alcaraz on the money line and the spread and I will lean to the over as well. Now, if you want to go for a pretty interesting prop, which I think might have some value, and it did cash against center. I didn't mention on the show, but I kind of noticed it after I finished recording. You can bet on the total number of games in the first set, and if you want to go for over 10.5 at plus 240, I don't mind it. We saw Alcaraz go to a tiebreaker against Sinner yesterday. Uh, We saw him go to a tiebreaker in the first set against Greekspore. And you're looking at Medvedev. Medvedev has had a couple of long sets in this particular tournament. He ended up going 7-5 against Tiafoe yesterday in the first set, went 7-6 in the second set, went 7-5 against Fikina in the second set into the quarters, had only... 12 games or more in that Medvedev Medvedev, uh, Zarev match, as that was 6 7, 7 6, 7 5. But the point is, you're looking at how many sets Medvedev recently has had that have gone over this number of 10.5. And and six of his last seven sets have gone over this number, and it's plus 240. I think that's kind of appealing. I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it, but I do think it's kind of intriguing if you think there's going to be a feeling out process between both players and the unique styles that they play. But I do think that's worth talking about. If you want a tiebreaker in the first set that's around four to one, I'm not going to hate you for taking a four to one flyer. But when six of the last seven sets have gone over this number for one player, I think there's probably value at plus 240. But anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for my overall match preview. Now it's time to get into the lock and dog picks. But before we get into any of that, I want to have a quick word from our sponsor. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the SportsCam Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get an extra $100 to limit the state availability. And of course, for DGENs only out there, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So I'm choose from and all you have to do is head over to WinBet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change trimming conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. where play through WinBet Available. If you're or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN welcome back everyone to the tennis gambling podcast just finished previewing the men's final in indian wells but now it's time to get into the actual lock and dog picks for the show starting off with the lock i am going to go to alcaraz on the money line at minus 120 not exactly going to overthink this one i just think that he's looked like the more comfortable player at in indian wells Medvedev's had a brief injury he's also had a bunch of rants to the chair empire while He's in the middle of a changeover about how much he hates the hard courts here and how they play too slow. He's been winning anyway because he's so consistent, but the point is he's facing off against his best opponent in this event. And when you take a step up from uh, going in order, I mean, Zverev, and then he faced off against Fakina, who made a surprising quarterfinal run. Then Tiafa, who we know is a head case. Now he's facing off against Alcaraz. Meanwhile, Alcaraz just faced off against Sinner and Al Gorel Yassim. I do think that Alcaraz has faced off against better competition, and he's looked sharp uh, against that level of competition. I think that Alcaraz is playing great tennis. I think Medvedev has played good tennis, and I do think that as a result, Alcaraz will be a little bit too good, and I think he'll be able to get the job done here. But I think there's a reason why a guy who's won 19 straight matches as an underdog, it seems a bit trappy. And I'm not going to fall for it. Give me Alcaraz on the money line of minus 120. And for my dog, I'm going to go very obscure here because there wasn't really much that I liked for a dog. I mentioned the under two and a half breaks, but that was minus 120. So I can't take that for Alcaraz. The total, I'm not sure about because I think Alcaraz could win in straight sets, especially if Medvedev continues to struggle with his first serve percentage. So I'm going to go with a unique prop here. I'm not sure how available it is, but I see it on a book that's available to me. So I'm going to briefly mention it and it's going to be a a prop under the market, first set player to break serve. In other words, will player A be able to break serve in the first set? And I'm going to take the no on Medvedev at plus 162. It's a risky play. It kind of needs to be because, once again, I'm kind of limited with my options here. But I do think at the end of the day, I mentioned how I like Medvedev under two and a half breaks in the entire match because I think Alcaraz will be able to really showcase his net skills, which is what Tiafo did yesterday to a bunch of success. And with Medvedev winning 19 straight matches, he's not going to change anything about how he conducts his points and how he conducts his return games. As a result, he's going to be standing towards the back wall and I do think Alcaraz will constantly punish him for it by trying to win free points in the Servant volley game, and as a result, I do think you will see Alcaraz hold for the entire first set. Now, is it possible he gets broken? Yes, of course. Is it possible that he's going to face a break point or two? Maybe. I think a lot of people would expect him to. Maybe a 30-40 type of game, but I'm having faith in Alcaraz to hold his nerve and to avoid getting broken. But I have to at least point out that with Alcaraz's ability to come to the net and with his ability to shorten points, that's really the Achilles heel of Medvedev. And I do think as a result, you might see Alcaraz have some early holds uh, that are going to be pretty easy because Medvedev's is going to have to take some time to adjust. And I already mentioned how... Alcaraz has won 77% of his first serve points, 66% of his second serve points in this event, and he's landing 66% of his first serves. So he's been very good and very efficient with his first serve, and that's going to definitely pay off early on. Now, if Alcaraz comes out to a slow start and he's a bit sluggish and he gets broken immediately, I'll be annoyed, not going to lie, but I do think at plus 162, it's a good deal, and as a result, I'm going to take it. So once again, the lock for the episode is going to be Alcaraz on the money line at minus 120, and the dog will be Medvedev to not break serve in the first set at uh, plus 162. That's going to wrap it up for this episode, though, of the Tennis Gambling Podcast. we got to reevaluate what the schedule is going to be. Indian Wells was a lot of fun, and it's been a really just a great tournament, both in the men's and women's side. You have two elite matchups between probably the two best players or two of the three best players in each field. Alcaraz and Medvedev, definitely the best two players. And you have Sabalenka and Rabacana. You can argue that Swiatek should would be in there over Sabalenka if you wanted to go for top two players. But it's been a great tournament. It's been a lot of fun. And I do hope that the tournament ends on a high note with some really competitive matches. But do want to at least talk about the upcoming schedule on the men's side. I know that we went through the WTA for the semis and the men's final. Maybe I'll, uh, sorry, the uh, semis and the final. Maybe I'll do that moving forward. I'm not totally sure, so just keep that in mind. Now, for the schedule, you do have Miami, which is going to be starting on the 22nd on the men's side, so we'll be doing a an outright episode for that. Uh, of course, we got to talk about a Djokovic cannot participate because it's still in America, but the point is, we will have one tournament to go through next week in Miami, it's, it's another Master of a Thousand event, so it should be very, very star-studded, and I'm looking forward to it. But either way, point is we that will be the tournament we cover next week. But until next time, you can find me on Twitter, Show Radio. You can find me on the NBA show, the NFL show, as well as the WNBA show whenever the season starts up again. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.